Working on your mindset as an early entrepreneur is critical to your ability to execute. Dr. Denise says, own your amazing and stop playing small. Give yourself permission to say, this is who I am now. Stay tuned. Welcome to Reinventing Perspectives. Today we have a very, very exciting guest. We have Dr. Denise. She's the CEO and founder of Own Your Amazing Movement, and she's also a best-selling author. Denise, we're so happy to have you here. Please introduce yourself to our audience. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Again, my name is Dr. Denise Morivelle. I am the owner and founder of the Own Your Amazing Movement. I'm an author, a speaker, coach. I love just helping women to be empowered, to find their amazing, and really just to create an amazing life that they love. So that is what I'm all about, and that's what I'm passionate about. (laughs) Oh, I think we're kindred spirits there. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Now, I'm going to dive right in. Why is it important? to find your own voice. Why is that message important to you? It's important for a number of reasons, but a little bit about me is that I am by profession, a speech language pathologist so or speech therapist as some people call us. And so by trade, I literally help people find their voices. <laughs> so, you know, people come to me with speech impediments, articulation, stuttering, things like that. So having a powerful voice is so important, not just physically, but also literally. So when I talk about finding the power of your voice. I'm talking also about your own lived experiences, your self-expression. How do you show up and live your worth out loud? So it's important not only from a physical standpoint, your actual voice, do you have a strong and powerful voice, but also your lived expression. How are you showing up in the world? Part of my work as a speech language pathologist has kind of led me to, or it's kind of an extension of the work that I do with helping women to be empowered and really find their own voice. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that you take it from the literal voice to really your voice is how you show up in this world. Amazing. <laughs> tell us how you came to find your voice. I tell people I am still trying to find my voice. <laughs> I am still a work in progress. I am still on this journey, but I feel like I've been on this journey of self-discovery for a little while. How the Own Your Amazing movement really got started was about five or six years ago, I attended a self-help workshop because again, I've been on this journey of like, well, who am I? Why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? And I really living out my authentic voice, right? So I attended a workshop and it was a weekend in Dallas, Texas. When I arrived that night, I ended up having dinner with one of the attendees just getting to know one another over dinner. So the next day on that Saturday, we all met and we were all in a room and the facilitator was having each person to come up and do like live coaching, right? So I remember sitting there waiting for my turn and watching all the other attendees go for it. And they were crying and they were just pouring out their hearts. Very powerful. But as I was sitting there, I was thinking like, when it's my turn, I am not going to cry. I don't know why they're crying. So finally it was my turn. And I tell you, as soon as I sat down in the chair, I started crying. <laughs> Just boo-hooing, ugly cry, right? Facilitator, she was like, what's wrong? I was like, I don't know. I just need to get my life. Oh my goodness, right? And I said, I don't know what's going on with me, but I just know what I'm doing isn't working. It's, I don't know. It's just not working, right? So the young lady who I mentioned before had gone out to dinner with the night before, She raised her hand and said, I know what's going on with you. And so I sat there thinking to myself, like, we just met. I've been on this journey forever. I'm just trying to figure me out. And you know what's going on with me. This is all the things that's going through my head when she said that, right? I just said, oh, you you do? Okay. I said, what's going on with me? (laughs) 
And she was like, you're smart, you're brilliant, you're talented. She said, you're all these things. She said, but you don't own it. She said, you need to own your amazing and stop playing small. I was like, oh my God, that's it. <laughs> I was like, you know me so well, you know, but people in the room, they were like, literally, they were like, I got goosebumps. They were like, oh my God, that's powerful. So she really helped me to language what I had been feeling. And a lot of women feel like we know there's so much more. We know that we're playing small. We know there's something more for us to do, to be, but we have not been able to own it to allow ourselves to really live our own worth and be authentic. And so she really helped me to language that. So that really helped me to officially launch the whole movement. But it's really about, again, my own personal journey of owning my amazing, showing up powerfully, authentically, being who I was created to be, and then helping other women to do the same. Wow. Really, really amazing. And I think everyone can absolutely relate to that. You're still finding your voice. I got it. I don't know. Tell me if I got it correctly, how you're constantly changing. And so even your voice, the way you show up will constantly be changing. So the process of finding your voice is a continual one, which that just like light bulbs, you know, for me, because usually you think you find your voice and then it's found. No, it's always an ever evolving journey. Well, it should be. Mm. It should be. Some people are stuck. Some people are stuck in the past. They're stuck into who they used to be, who they were. The older I get, the more I realize things that used to be important to me aren't important to me anymore. Things that wasn't important to me years ago are not important to me, right? And I think about it as we are human beings. We are organisms. We should be growing and evolving and changing and flowing and getting greater and greater heights of understanding, getting deeper into understanding who we are while we're here. And if you're not doing that, then you're just kind of stuck and dead. But so many people are feeling that way. There's a quote I like. Most people are living a life of quiet desperation. They're miserable. <laughs> you know, they're just like, this isn't it. So, But the problem is they haven't been open to say, you know what, who am I for myself today? Who am I now? Yes, this is what, who I was 20 years ago. But who am I today? What lights me up today? What lit me up years ago? It doesn't do it for me right now. <laughs> you know, mm. so we have to be willing to be open to changing, to evolving, to discovering. Like what's really inside of me? What is really my life journey, my life purpose at this stage in my life? One of the things I work with with a lot of my clients, and I kind of found myself on that same path, went to school, have multiple degrees in a certain area. And now it's like, well, I don't want to do that anymore. I love it. I feel like it served its purpose, but now I want to do this thing over here. But they feel like we've invested so much time and energy. It's like, can I do something different? Should I do something different? I have so many friends and colleagues that have gone to college for one thing, but now it's like, I'm not passionate about that anymore. I have one friend, she's an attorney, prestigious law firm. And she was like, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> but have been struggling with making that transition, giving herself permission to say, this is who I am now. And this is what I'm going to pursue. This is what I'm passionate. And I believe this is the purpose in which my life is unfolding right now. So a lot of people are staying stuck, feeling like they have to continue to be and do what they've always done. And that's not true. That is so not true. And so I work with a lot of women 
who I tell them, I'm giving you permission to be different. If you don't want to teach anymore and you want to go in here over here and be an artist, then let's go over here and be an artist. If you don't want to be a lawyer anymore, you want to open a restaurant, let's go open a restaurant. Whatever that is, right? Yeah, that's amazing. I love the concept of giving people permission. It's like we're waiting for somebody else to give us permission to do what we know we should do. We know we're capable of doing. We know we want to do. Yeah, I, I agree. I also remember struggling with that too. I'm transitioning out of being a speech pathologist. I've been doing it for over 26 years now. Love it. You know, I have my own company and my own practice. I enjoy what I do, but I'm also looking at, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. (laughs) It's time for me to transition into something different. And so I have to give my own self permission, be like, it's okay to want to do something different. I'm using those skills that I had over here and I'm bringing them over to this new thing that I'm doing the coaching and, and speaking, all those kind of things. But I had to give myself permission to do that. And so I encourage your audience, your listeners today, this day, give yourself permission to be open to whatever your journey is and that you don't have to stay stuck and what you were, but let's see what can you be. Let's discover what is next for you. What's your next chapter? You know, mm-hmm. you know, we've been reading the same story over and over and over. <laughs> I work with little <laughs> children, and with some of them, they'll pick the same book over and over and over. And I'm like, I got a bookshelf full of books. What else can we read today, friend? <laughs> so we've been reading the same chapters in your life over and over. And it's time to turn the page and see what else is next. You don't know. Be open to it. Yeah. It's, give yourself permission. Thank you for that message. I think the audience is going to hit a chord with them. I hope so. <laughs> well, Dr. Denise, what are we in for with the Own Your Amazing Movement? You're in for a life-changing experience. I don't just say that to be saying it. I know a lot of people say that, you know, <laughs> but I, I, I mean it wholeheartedly because as I have embraced my own amazing, my life has changed. Some people are like, you just seem happier. You seem better because I am, you know, because I really am. When you truly own who you are, flaws and all, you are a happier person. Because at the end of the day, I tell people all the time, no matter what you've gone through, no matter who you are, you know, where you come from, at the end of the day, we're all amazing. And the sooner you embrace that, that you are it, your life changes. It's so simple but it's a profound concept. So a lot of people ask me when we start working with each other, like, what is the first thing I ask people? I ask them, like, who are you? Mm-hmm. And who are you for yourself? Not who the world says you are, not who your family say you should be, not what the community thinks, but who are you for you? How do you define who you are? And again, it's a simple concept, but it's very profound. So in Own You Amazing, it's really about you owning who you are. I can't own it for you. You can't own it for me. You can't make me feel good about myself. That's my job. I can't make you feel good about yourself. That's your job. And so as soon as you embrace who you are, when you understand you have the power within you to really create a life you love, it's life changing. Mm. It's empowering. It's life changing. So many times we wait for other people, like you said, to give us permission. We wait for other people to validate us, to confirm us. It's time that we reaffirm and confirm ourselves. If nobody else on the planet thinks you good, you should think you good. (laughs) If nobody else, not I like, I think I'm funny. Nobody else has to think I'm funny. I crack myself up, you know. So we got to be good with ourselves because who's the one person you're with 24 hours a day? Yourself. Yeah. We spend the least amount of time on ourselves, and I'm not saying in an egotistic, narcissistic way, but I'm saying in a way that you really love on yourself. 
You really embrace yourself. You celebrate you. You don't wait for other people to celebrate you. You celebrate yourself and ask other people to join the party. At the end of the day, I have to be good with me. I have to be able to look in the mirror and like the person that's looking back at me. My relationship with me is the most important relationship I would ever have. Not with my family, not with my friends, but who am I? And for so many years, I didn't take the time to discover who I was and what I liked and what I thought because I was listening to all the other voices around me that I really couldn't hear my own voice. Going back to the power of your voice, listening to your own voice. What is it you're saying about yourself, about your life to yourself and about yourself? That is the most important thing. And so joining the community, I have some amazing people in the Own Your Amazing community. We support one another, but we encourage each other. Like, do you. If that's what makes you happy, do you. Because show up as who you are, not who you think you should be or what the world says you should be. Show up as you are and really embrace that. So I invite, I encourage people to join the movement, join the community, just to own who you are, be happy with who you are how you look, how you don't look, you know, long hair, short hair, brown skin, light skin, whatever, however you come, it's enough. Great message. You're enough. Our audience is the early entrepreneur, Dr. Denise. In your work with entrepreneurs, what do you see as like the common challenges to excelling in business? Three of the things I wrote down, the first thing is I wrote down is the shoulds. Anytime I work with new entrepreneurs, I just finished helping a woman launch her business. The first conversation I asked, I said, what do you want your business to be? She said, well, I should do this, or I should work with that person. All these shoulds, right? And I said, is that what you really want to do? And she was like, well, I should work with this kind of client. I said, but do you want... (laughs) to work with this kind of client. If you don't want to work with this kind of client, then don't do it. It's no shoulds. So we spent the first session just trying to get her to understand there are no shoulds. There are no shoulds. You shouldn't have to work with this client if that's not really what you want. I said, you're going into business to do business the way you want to do your business. So I remember when I first started my speech therapy practice, And I have an office, I have a brick and mortar and all those kind of things. So people were coming by, you know, technicians, you know, phone people and alarm system, just different services coming in to help me set up the office. So this one technician came in. He was like, oh, you should have a TV in your reception area so your clients can watch TV while they're waiting. I said, well, I don't want a TV. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can mount a TV in your reception. I don't want a TV. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like... So I work primarily with young children and I love literacy. I love books and I want them to love books too. So guess what I have in the reception area? Books. Mm -hmm. I said, I don't want a TV because it'd be distracting. I said, I want parents to sit here and read books. I want kids to read books while they're waiting. I want them to talk about books. I want them to talk about story, not watch the TV. But he was like, but everyone else has a TV. I don't want a TV. (laughs) And so I don't get into the shoulds. So a lot of times business people say, well, I should have this. I should do it like this. Not if that's not what you want. You're building your business the way you want to build your business. Okay. And the second one was saving the world. (laughs) You want to save everybody. You want to work with everybody. Uh, You can't. (laughs) You'll get burned out. Just work with whoever you want to work with, who lights you up, who you really feel that you can serve. As entrepreneurs starting out, we grab this and grab, I'm going to work with this person. I'm going to do this. You, you can't do it all, but you can do something. And so your job is to figure out, well, what is it that you're going to do? Who are you going to really serve and who can you really make a difference with? And the last one I wanted to talk about is get help. <laughs> get help and support. You need help. As new entrepreneurs, it's so many things that you don't know. 
Yes, you can figure it out yourself, but you also can go get help, get some support. So you don't have to figure it out by yourself that you can shorten your learning curve. So the first thing I did when I started my business was I got a business coach. I got someone who had been in business for a number of years that could help me to really understand some of the pitfalls and maneuver some of the things. So everyone was telling me, oh, you need to have this extensive business plan to start your business. And I was like, okay. So uh, I started writing the business plan. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so um, a friend of mine was like, you need to get this business coach. I was like, okay, let me get this business coach. I remember meeting with him and I was like, I have this business plan. I want you to help me figure out my business plan. Da, da, da. And he said to me, he said, you don't need a business plan yet. He said, you need a marketing plan. He said, what good is to having a business and, and nobody knows you are in business? Mm-hmm. How are you going to let people know you're in business? And I was like, oh, okay, you're right. He said, what good is it that you have this wonderful office is all laid out and nobody knows you are in business? We need to focus on getting you business. So I did not start with a business plan. I started with a marketing plan, getting the word out that my office doors were open. And that's been over 16, 17 years ago. <laughs> And my business plan, it started out, I thought it was going to be pages and pages and pages. Not to say you shouldn't have that. That's what you need. But mine was a couple of pages. He was like, we're going to spend more time figuring out how we're going to market, how we're going to get the word out that you're in business. So I say all that to say, again, don't worry about the should. Build your business the way you want to build it. You can't save the world. Just really figure out who you are, a purpose to serve. And get some help. Get a, get a business coach. Get someone that can help you in the beginning figure some things out so you're not bumping around, just wasting a lot of time trying to figure out how to make your business successful and thrive. A lot of people told me statistics that most businesses fail within the first three to five years, right? Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, that won't be me. That will not be me. And it has not been me. And so your business does not have to fail. You can thrive. You can be sustainable. You can make money and be able to take care of yourself and your family. It's possible. So many people are doing it. So just get the right information and the right supports so that you can do it too. What is the kind of work that you would suggest for someone, early entrepreneur, to get the right mindset? One of the programs I have is called Business Mindset Jumpstart. It's one of my signature programs. I work with small businesses, entrepreneurs who are really just trying to get their business off the ground. And like I mentioned earlier, one of my clients, she just finished the program. We were having one of our coaching sessions. She didn't do some of the things that she was supposed to do. She didn't take some of the action steps, contacting people she needed to contact. And I said, let's talk about that. Why didn't you? And she went on. She's like, you know, I just really been feeling depressed. I've really been feeling frustrated. She said, no, right now, this time of year, you know, my mother passed away several years ago. It's hard for me. You know, just a lot of life stuff. Right. And so we were talking about it, working through it. And then she said, oh, I'm so sorry. She said, I didn't spend so much time talking about this stuff. We didn't talk about the business stuff. Told her, I said, what's the name of this program you in? <laughs> and she was like, <laughs> Mindset and business. I said, we're doing the mindset piece. I said, we're doing the mindset piece. I said, because if we don't do the mindset piece, we'll never get to the business piece. Mm-hmm. Because if your mind isn't where it needs to be, you're not going to execute. You're not going to take action. And so I discovered that you know, years ago, even with my own stuff, they were talking about do this. and But I had these other things that was getting in the way of me executing. And so at that point, I had a life coach <laughs> and I had a business coach. Because I knew I needed to uh, have both in order to really be successful. So now I just tried to marry the two. So I talk about mindset and I talk about business so that 
we can get to the action of taking action, get to the business part of it. Another example was I had another lady who went through my business mindset jumpstart program, right? So one of the things we talked about was she needed to get professional pictures taken. I said, you're going to be in professional realm. You need professional headshots. She wanted to be a speaker. She wanted to be on summits. And I said, we got to get your bio and we got to get your headshot. Cool. Work on that. So two weeks later, we came back. I was like, did you get your bio done? Check. Did you get your pictures done? No. And I said, okay, let's talk about that. I said, why didn't you get the pictures? I said, do you know a photographer? She was like, yeah. She said, I know several. I said, okay. I said, do you have the financial resources to pay for the pictures? She was like, oh yeah, yeah. I said, why didn't you get the pictures taken? She said, well, I've gained some weight and I'm not happy with my body. Oh, okay. Let's talk about that. (laughs) So you see her taking the pictures had nothing to do with her not getting the pictures. taken. She had the money. She had a photographer. Mm -hmm. The issue was her own mindset about herself. And once we talked about that, I said, do you really think people are going to be concerned about whether or not you've gained a few pounds in the pictures? I said, just make sure you find a cute outfit, get your hair done, makeup done, so you can feel good about yourself Mm -hmm. and take the picture. Two weeks later, she took the picture. But I said, but what if I had not stopped and said, oh, she didn't really want it. And I said, what stopped you from taking the picture? So we have to deal with the mindset piece so that we could implement the strategies all the different things that we know we need to do in terms of running successful businesses. So as an entrepreneur, you got to work on both. You know, what's going on in your head? Why aren't you networking? Why aren't you putting yourself out there? You know what to do, but why aren't you executing those things? And once you get to the bottom of those things, it's easier to execute. It's easier to go network. It's easier to build your website. It's easier to do a podcast or whatever. Take on speaking opportunities, write the book, whatever it may be. Once you deal with the mindset. Wow, that's powerful. A lot of times people think, oh, people are not motivated or people are lazy. They just won't do this and they just won't do that. But like you said, really, I think that's the missing link in a lot of things. Thank you for highlighting that to us and to the audience to say you really need to work on your mindset. Because a lot of times we push it aside. You know, we're, we're thinking yeah. about marketing. We're thinking about selling. We're thinking about, we'll do the mindset thing later. But really the mindset is what's going to allow you to be an executor. So Absolutely. If you really stop and look at some areas of your life, and I see it more with children because I work with young children. They are some of my best teachers. <laughs> you know, if I really stop and look at them. I may ask a child to go do something, right? And they don't do it. I don't immediately think, oh, this child is being defiant or this child is being uh, whatever. I may ask them, like, why didn't you do it? They may, and, and kids, most of the time, they're very honest. They'll tell you, I'm scared. Oh, okay. Or I can't reach it. Or I can't do it. You know, adults, we just won't be like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But if you stop, like, why didn't I go to that networking meeting? Was it because I was feeling insecure? Or why didn't I write the book? Because I didn't think anybody would want to read what I had to say. If you get honest with yourself and really ask yourself, why aren't you taking the actions that you need to take and address it? It's easier for you to take those actions. I remember years ago, i never forget the story. I was working with a young kid at this daycare. He was new to me in terms of my caseload. And the child was sitting at his desk. It was a little kid sitting at the table. And I came to get him from his classroom to go into my office to do speech therapy. So I went to the kid. I was like, come on, let's go. We're going to go play. And the kid just sat there, right? And so I went, I was like, well, come on, it's time to go. You got to go. You got to come on and play. And the kid just kind of sat there. And then another therapist, a physical therapist came up and said, oh, he can't walk. That's why he didn't get up and come with me. You see what I mean? I was thinking, oh, he's going to be difficult. 
He's not listening. He doesn't want to come with me. Mm-hmm. No, he couldn't walk. Nobody told mm-hmm. me he couldn't walk. Mm-hmm. And she said, this is his wheelchair. Put him in the wheelchair and push him to your room. Oh, okay. Oh, here I was making all these assumptions about why this kid wasn't coming with me. We make a lot of assumptions. We make a lot of assumptions. But until you get to the bottom of something, you really are doing yourself and other people a disservice. Figure out why it's not working. Don't say it's not working. They don't want to do it. No, what, what's going on? I would never forget that. So after that, anytime there was a new kid to me, I would ask, is this child mobile? You know, does he need help and support coming with me? I started asking that from the beginning. So I would not make assumptions that this child was demonstrated a behavior that was not really accurate in what I had said. The child was not being defiant. The child was not being difficult. The child could not walk. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Powerful lesson, because we make assumptions about each other all the time. All the time. All the time. Mm -hmm. And we do it in business as entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. We do it all the time. So The message of finding your voice has a lot to do with identity. How much of that has to do with kind of finding your marketing message? And how does that all kind of come together? It's all connected. Mm. (laughs) It's so connected. Your business is an expression of you. It's an extension of who you are, right? So, but if you don't know who you are, (laughs) your your messaging, your branding, it gets very convoluted. One minute you're this. This is what you're doing. Then next minute you're over here. Like, well, who are you? What is your business about? What are you about? I tell any entrepreneur, anyone starting out, like you got to get clear about who you are and what you're about and then what your business is going to be about and what your business stands for. Because trust me, you start out on this entrepreneur journey and as you continue, there are going to be so many messages. There are going to be so many people that come to test you to see what you really stand for. I can't tell you the number of times myself, I have my business, my companies have been tested to see what I really stand for. I've been asked to do some things that have been very unethical. I have asked to do some things that were very not beneficial for me and other people, but I had to be clear on that's not what I'm about. And there have been opportunities to come to me that I said, nope, I'm not interested in that. Yes, the money looks good, (laughs) but I would say all money is not good money. And so any money that comes to me that's not what I stand for is not good money for me. I don't care how great the opportunity is. It's not for me. And I can say that I can stand on that because I know who I am and I know what I stand for. I know what my messaging is. I know what my businesses stand for. I know who I want to do business with. Over the years, I've told some people, clients, like, we're not a good fit because you're asking me to do something I'm not comfortable with, or I can see, well, I'm not the person to serve you. Go find someone else who can better serve you because that's not what I'm willing to do. You got to get secure in who you are and who you are as a business owner and what you stand for. And that goes all back to your identity, your identity as yourself and then your identity as your business. What is your business all about? What are you here to do? What do you bring into the marketplace? And also another piece I want to add, you got to know your value. You got to know your personal value. And you also have to know the value that you bring to the marketplace. Some people will try to undermine you, underpay you, or say what you bring in is not worth it. Well, it may not be worth it to you, (laughs) you know, but I believe it's worth this price. And I believe someone else will see the value in what I bring, but you got to be willing to stand for that, to know that you are valuable. You are amazing. You are unique. 
what you bring to the marketplace is different from what someone else brings to the marketplace. For an example, your podcast is different from other people's podcasts because of who you are. And you got another value that you bring to the marketplace and understand that there will be people who value it, who will appreciate it, and ultimately who will pay for it. That's a really good and powerful message there. You know, it made me think of social media marketing. Everybody kind of looks the same and everybody's doing the same thing and you can't distinguish one person from another. I'm going to be like, you need to talk to Dr. Denise. Yes. And claim your identity. Variety is beautiful. You know, just because it's a business, it doesn't mean we should all try and be one person. The black suits where we all must be the same. And yet that's not entrepreneurship in 2021. It definitely is not. And it doesn't have to be. Well, one of my favorite sayings is like, I am not for everyone, but I'm for someone. Somebody may not like the fact of how I dress. You know, I've never been corporate. That's just never been my thing. I've been in work environments where, you know, dressing is more relaxed. That's who I am. But some people are very, you know, they like corporate. They like dressing in with the heels and the, you know, the blue suit. That's that's not me. That, that's somebody. Somebody likes that, but that's just not who I am. And I'm not going to feel bad about it. I'm not going to change myself to fit into a mold that doesn't fit me. I'm pretty laid back. I like to have fun. I like to laugh. And that's just who I am. And everybody doesn't like that. Some people are very serious, very formal. Okay, cool. I get that. But everybody's not. And I don't have to be that way. And so I just really want people to really, again, own your amazing. Own how you are designed. You are designed perfectly for someone. And so am I. It's not by accident that you have the personality traits you have. And I have the personality traits I have, the gifts and talents. It's not by accident. It's by divine design. So if we embrace that, you know, like you said, diversity is beautiful. (laughs) Everybody does not need to be the same. Life would be so boring if that was the case. What would you say about self-care for the early entrepreneur? <laughs> so I'm laughing because, again, I'm on the journey. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've gotten definitely better with self-care. Mm-hmm. In my book, I devoted a whole chapter on self-care. When I do my workshops, I devote a whole section of the workshop about self-care because it's just that important, especially as an entrepreneur. Many entrepreneurs are, are givers. We give, we give, we give, we give. But we don't take the time to replenish ourselves, to give back to ourselves. And when you don't do that, you know, they say, you, how can you give from an empty cup, from an empty wagon? A lot of times we're operating on empty and we're trying to give and go and give and go. And then we get burned out. And then we're not really benefiting those we say we want to serve because we're not really fully giving of ourselves. We're giving off a fumes, you know, then our tempers get short. We get a little honorary, a little bitter, you know. <laughs> So it's because we're empty and we did not make self-care a priority. And so as I have grown as an entrepreneur, my self-care has definitely become more important to me because I realized I cannot show up uh, the way I need to show up if I'm not rested, if I'm not fueled, if my mind isn't in the right place. Like today, it's morning. I knew I was going to come on and have this conversation with you, right? I knew this last night. So I I made sure I went to bed (laughs) and got some rest. And I got up and did what I need to do so I can show up. And so we have to be able to do that. I work with young children. I have to have the energy to show up. And But it starts with me, you know, again, making self-care a priority in my own life. Again, making sure I'm taking care of myself so that I can go out and serve those I wish to serve. So as a business person, as an entrepreneur, you have got to make self-care a priority if you really want to serve 
to the capacity you really want to serve. You got to take care of yourself. You have to make sure you're making time to take care of yourself physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually if you want to be effective as an entrepreneur. Absolutely. Dr. Denise, tell us a little bit about your book on your amazing. Sure. So let me just, I always like to give a little backdrop about the book Mm -hmm. uh, before I tell a little bit about it. So I never thought I was going to be an author. I never had the thought, oh, let me write a book. No, that was never on my radar because my senior year in high school, my English teacher told me I was one of the worst writers he had ever had. (laughs) Really? (laughs) He had been teaching a long time. (laughs) I was like, okay. And so writing has always been a little challenge for me. And so the little confidence I had, he squashed it. He had been in my head for years, even when I went off to college and writing. I always thought like my writing isn't good. So fast forward, I mean, I started on you amazing movement. My business coach, like you should write a book. And I was like, I can't write a book. I'm a terrible writer. Mm. That's what my English teacher said, remember? And so that was playing in the back of my mind. Like, no, 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 I can't do that. Right. And so she said to me, she said, well, what if you can write a book and it could help one person? Would it be worth it? I said, okay, I'll write the book. And that's why I wrote the book because I wanted to have something that someone could read that could possibly make a difference in their life. Not because I wanted to be this author, uh, because again, I had to deal with my own mindset. You remember mindset? (laughs) Had I not dealt with my own mindset, I probably would not have written the book. So I wrote the book and it's called Own Your Amazing, Discover Your Power and How You Can Create an Amazing Life You Love. We have the power to create an amazing life. And so in the book, I talk about divine design. Again, how you and I are uniquely designed over 7 billion people on the planet and no two people are alike. To me, that's amazing. That should be celebrated. And so I talk about that and I'll talk about how I believe that God created us for a purpose on purpose. We're not here by happenstance or by mistake. It's by design. And so we have to show up as who we are because if not, then the world doesn't get a chance to see our brilliance. You're it. I'm it. Once we go, we it. That's it, you know? And so I encourage you just to really show up and to embrace that you are amazing and to confirm your own brilliance, not wait for other people to validate you. Validate yourself. And I talk about surrounding yourself with the right kind of people. Surround yourself with people who are going to celebrate who you are, not tear you down, not make you feel bad about who you are, but celebrate, hey, you are amazing. So am I. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, I talk about how we are, again, Uh, a niche. We are niche. We are uniquely designed for someone, not everyone, but for someone. Someone needs us to show up exactly the way we are. And so those are the main kind of topics and things I talk about in the book. But what I really like about the book and what other people say they really enjoy in the book is that after some of the chapters, there are exercises for you to do. There are things for you to write down, for you to journal about, so that you can really hone in on the principle that I'm talking about, right? For an example, about divine design, I have people to get a mirror and look at yourself. I do this in one of my workshops. Get a mirror. I want you to look at your face and really understand that no one else on this planet has a face exactly like yours. Mm. Isn't that a beautiful thing? But oftentimes we look at our faces and we criticize ourselves. Oh, my hair isn't this. My eyes aren't that. But no, look at your features and see that they're yours and yours alone. That to me is amazing. And so again, the book is about you really embracing yourself, owning your amazing, doing these different exercises in the books to really home in on the principles that I'm trying to share in the book. So I encourage people to get a copy of it, to do the exercises. Don't just read it do it 
the breakthrough is really in the doing, not the reading. Mm-hmm. It's in doing those simple exercises that I share at the end of some of the chapters. Wow, that sounds amazing. We have to get this book. Uh, and we're going to be hearing your voice when we're <laughs> reading the book too. <laughs> Good. <laughs> That would be an added bonus. So it's great to hear the author's voice when you're reading something. Uh, Dr. Denise, it's been an amazing conversation. Tons to take away, more to look forward to. I always end by asking, what has faith meant to you on your journey? Oh my goodness, everything. My faith is everything. It has sustained me. (laughs) You know, it has truly sustained me. I was sharing with a friend not too long ago. I said, you know, going into business, writing the book, all these things, my journey, had it not been for my faith, I would not have made it. I would not have been this far without me truly having a relationship with my creator and understanding that at the end of the day, I am loved. (laughs) I am cared for. I am forgiven. I am cherished. I am valuable. So my faith has sustained me. You know, I am a regular churchgoer, have been all my life, prayer, reading, talking about God, faith. All of those things have been the bedrock of my life. At an early age, understanding that there is a divine creator, someone who loves me unconditionally, has been what has helped me to overcome challenges, disappointments, all the things that life throws at me. I've been able to withstand it because of my faith in God. The loss of a husband, loss of a best friend, you know, months apart, dealing with family issues, financial issues, health issues, all those things, I've been able to withstand it because of my faith. (laughs) And I tell people, going into business can really be a test of your faith. (laughs) It truly can, but I would not take anything from my journey. It has caused me to be a better person, to really rely on the teachings that I was taught as a young girl. It has come into play as I've been on this entrepreneur journey. You know, it's like, uh, are things really going to work out? Am I going to really get this contract? This business deal going to really pan out or listening like, mm, you know, let me pray about this. I tell people with business deals, I'm like, I'm like mm, let me pray about it first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't make decisions about business without prayer, without consulting a higher power than myself, because I don't know it all. <laughs> and sometimes things don't make sense. Sometimes things on the outside, like, oh, you should do this. But in the instant, your spirit is like, Mm-mm, no, I can't, I can't do that. Let me pray about it. Let me go talk to my spiritual leaders about it first before I dive into that. So uh, again, to answer your question, faith has meant everything for me. It has been the thing that has sustained me. Along with I said, my faith, my family, and my friends <laughs> has gotten me through and continue to get me through. They support me. They celebrate me. They hold my hand. They cheer me on. It, you know, it's everything. So, yeah. And thank you for asking that question. I've done a number of interviews and that's the first time someone has ever asked that question, um, but it's so important. <laughs> so thank you for asking. Uh, thank you for giving us that message. I think it'll bring a lot of encouragement to a lot of entrepreneurs. To get more of Dr. Denise, please go to ownyouramazingnow.com. Where else can people connect with you, Dr. Denise? Facebook. You can find me at Facebook at Dr. Denise on your amazing. Again, Dr. Denise on your amazing. That's the best place to follow me. That's where I make announcements about upcoming events and projects and 
speaking, all those kind of things. I would love for your audience to connect, uh, to be a part of the movement, to just, you know, be a part of all your amazing movement and community. It's, it's a great place to be. You will be loved on, encouraged, challenged, pushed, all those things, <laughs> held accountable, all those great things to help you to really create an amazing life you love. Uh, thank you for that. The website on your amazing now.com. Dr. Denise, thank you so much. I mean, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I think your laugh is like infectious. I'm just so joyful now. I just got to go to bed. I don't know how I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me. It has truly been uh, a pleasure for me as well. Thank you. If you got any value out of today's episode, please do leave a review. Let us know how we can serve you better and let us know what kind of guests you'd like us to bring on and what exactly it is that you'd like to know. Also connect with us on Instagram at Reinventing Perspectives or visit our website www.reinventingperspectives.com where you can grab a free preview of our latest book, The Christian Entrepreneur's Toolkit. Thank you so much for listening in. We absolutely value your time and we value your input. Have a great day.